This is Archive Atlanta, episode 230, Atlanta Art Association and the Orly Crash. You're listening to Archive Atlanta, a history podcast where each week I'll be sharing a story about the people, places, and events that shape the history of the city of Atlanta. I'm your host, local tour guide, and total history nerd, Victoria Lamos. Hey everyone, happy Friday. So way, way back at the start of the podcast, I did an episode number seven about the High Museum of Art. And in there, I mentioned the Atlanta Art Association and the Orly plane crash, uh, which happened in 1962, but it was really brief. I didn't really get to get into specific details. And that is why I love that I let myself do many episodes now because it allows me to deep dive on parts of Atlanta's history that are short, but really important. So this week, we're covering the Atlanta Art Association, the men and women who were members, the events they hosted, the work they did to bring a museum to Atlanta, and the 1962 plane crash that rocked Atlanta's art community to the bone. The earliest efforts to start an arts organization were led by Atlanta's upper middle class white women. I've mentioned this before, but the progressive era was a time of intense social and political reform aimed at making society better. Now, that definition of better was coming from wealthy white perspective, but that nuance is a whole nother podcast for another day. It was not socially acceptable for upper class white women to work outside the home, and so they did their work through volunteer efforts and organizations. In 1903, a group of Atlantans organized to discuss establishing an art school and a museum space. In 1904, a charter was filed to legally form the Atlanta Art Association. Its first members, and yes, I'm about to give you a bunch of women's names through their husbands' names, so prepare yourself, were Mrs. Isaac Boyd, Edward Brown, Harrelson Bleckley, Frank Calloway, Samuel Irvins, Thornton Mayer, Robbie Robinson, Walter Howard, and Mrs. Walter Taylor. If I had all the time in the world, I would have hunted down their actual names, but alas, I have yet to win the lottery, and I still have to work a day job. In 1905, they held their first exhibit, Hanging Art, in the vacant store buildings or clubhouses in their country clubs. Their second exhibit following year was made up of work from the students of the art school. And so I want to talk about the art school because it's really interesting. So they held concert benefits to raise the funds. And then around 1906, it opened on the top floor of the Ridley Building, which was at Peachtree and Ella Streets. The professors were a married couple named Mr. and Mrs. Harry Haviland Osgood. Harry and Nellie were from Chicago. Um, She had previously taught and exhibited in Paris, and he was a very popular Midwestern landscape painter. By 1906, the school was taking shape, and they held an afternoon tea slash open house. The paper described the halls lined with casts of Roman warriors, large palms flaking a fireplace, and a copy of a Velasquez that Miss Osgood had created while she was in Spain. The Osgood spent at least two decades in Atlanta. Um, She later served as the art director for Atlanta Public Schools, and Harry was actually hired to restore the cyclorama, and he later worked as an architecture professor at Georgia Tech. The school taught drawing from blocks, drawing from models, outdoor and indoor sketching, pottery, basketry, and watercolors. By 1907, they had 61 students enrolled and had moved into another building downtown. Now here's where things get just weird. So I couldn't really find any more mention or details, but like after 1910, 1911, the school has just died off. And then by mid-decade, both of the Osgoods had moved on to their other professions in Atlanta. In May of 1926, Mrs. Harriet Harwell Wilson High donated her home, the magnificent Rosemary, on Peachtree Street to the Atlanta Art Association. 
Her husband, Joseph High, had moved to Atlanta at a young age and opened a dry goods store in downtown on Whitehall Street. Um, He expanded the store several times, moved a few times, and then he finally opened a four-story brick structure called the J.M. High Department Store. Joseph had died in 1906, and when she was interviewed about her donation, she actually also said that she lost a son, um, but she really just wanted to leave the high name in Atlanta's history, and she wanted it to bring joy uh, and fulfillment to anybody that associated with it. The house was filled with the family's personal art collection, which spanned works from all corners of the globe. There were things from India, Egypt, Spain, Switzerland, Japan, and England. It included sculpture, tapestry, and even rare books. Her only condition was that the house should always be used for art purposes, or it would revert back to the High family, and that the museum be called the High Museum of Art. That same year, the Art Association hosted a grand exhibition, and then in 1927, they opened a formal art school with several classrooms. In 1955, the museum moved to a new building next to the house, and it operated there until the 1960s. So the 1960s is an important decade. By that time, the Atlanta art scene was really expanding, and the Atlanta Art Association had planned a European tour for 1962. So the idea is that members and their families can take a museum-supported trip to Europe, spend 27 days exploring seven cities, and return with maybe some new art or, at the very least, exciting ideas about how Atlanta could improve and expand its arts community. In the early spring months of that year, numerous Bon Voyage parties were being held in Line the Society columns. Margaret Turner, a columnist for the Atlanta Journal, was on the trip, and she would send kind of updates. Um, One of the updates she sent was when the group had made it to Rome, there was a very aggressive virus that passed through everybody. And so everybody was just feeling better as they were about to get on their return flight back to Atlanta. This flight would take off from Paris. This was a big deal because Air France had just opened its new office in downtown Atlanta, and this was their inaugural flight. So highly publicized. On June 3rd, 1962, passengers and crew took off on Air France Flight 007 from the Orly Airport in Paris and crashed upon takeoff. According to witnesses, the nose lifted, but the main landing gear remained on the ground Uh, They had not enough time to abort this takeoff, so with less than 3,000 feet of runway remaining, the pilots attempted to put on the brakes, and they destroyed the main landing gear, and the wheels and the plane ran off runway. 102 passengers died and eight crew members. Two flight attendants survived. At the time, it was the world's worst air disaster involving one aircraft. Well over 100 passengers were Atlantans. I couldn't possibly list all their names here, but I will mention a handful. Margaret Turner, that journalist that I mentioned earlier, she died. Architects David Murphy and Thomas Little and their spouses. Portrait and mural artist Douglas Davis. Mrs. E.M. Bevington, whose husband had also gone on this European tour, but they made a point to never fly together. And so he lived. Miss M.B. Luddy, who came to Atlanta to accompany her aunt. Two sets of families, Mrs. Fred Bryan and her daughter Dorothy died, and Mr. Sidney Wine, or Wien. Um, but he was the most prominent art benefactor in Atlanta, and his wife and daughter died along with him. Mr. Del Page, who was president of the Atlanta Art Association, and his wife also died. Mayor Ivan Allen ordered flags lowered to half-mast and declared a state of official mourning. 
Martin Luther King Jr. canceled a sit-in that was planned in downtown Atlanta that night. In 1968, the Atlanta Memorial Art Center was constructed as a memory to the art patrons who died. It became home to the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra, the Atlanta School of Art, and the High Museum and Municipal Theater's Ballet, Opera, and Theater Divisions. A new building replaced that one in 1983, and it was renovated and expanded in 2005. Today, it is the Woodruff Art Center. In October of 1968, the French government gifted a Rodin statue to Atlanta to honor those victims lost in the plane crash. The Shade, as it is titled, is one of two identical bronze statues cast during Rodin's lifetime, and it was dedicated here by the French ambassador. It is still outside the High Museum, if you have not seen it. It's in like a semicircular monument um, that lists the name of the victims on it. So there you have it, the story of the Atlanta Art Association and the Orly Crash. Thank you everyone for listening. Remember to leave a rating and or a review. You can also visit the Patreon link in the show notes if you want to support the work. I hope everyone has a great weekend and I'll talk to you next week.